In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You guys look really good this morning. (laughs) And I can see half of your face. It's amazing. So great. Happy, happy Pentecost. It's been 50 days since we celebrated Jesus' resurrection from the tomb. And today is a day that we celebrate the Holy Spirit by wearing red and by hearing the account of the first Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit descended like flames upon the apostles. It's a great day in the life of our church. And if I were to ask you, who is the Holy Spirit? I imagine each of us would come up with some familiar images. The dove that descended upon Jesus at his baptism, the tongues of flame that descended upon the apostles, a rush of wind, maybe, maybe even the wind that was at creation. But I ask you this also, what good is a bird, fire, and some wind going to do in our lives today? This past Tuesday, I had the privilege and the delight of attending the ordination of our future associate rector, Sarah Watts. She was ordained at the Church of the Nativity as a deacon, because in the church, you have to be ordained as a deacon for six months before you can be ordained as a priest. So Sarah will join us here at St. John's in June as a deacon, and then six months later, be ordained as a priest. That's just how it works. But in every ordination service, right before the actual ordination takes place, there's a moment where the bishop leads everyone who's present in praying for the Holy Spirit to come. Usually, this prayer comes in the form of a hymn, and the text of that hymn is from a ninth century prayer called the Veni Creator Spiritus, Come Holy Spirit. Some of that prayer goes like this. Come, Holy Ghost, our souls inspire, enlighten with celestial fire. Thou the anointing spirit art, who dost thy sevenfold gifts impart. Thy blessed unction from above is comfort, life, and fire of love. Enable with perpetual light the dullness of our blinded sight. Anoint and cheer our soiled face with the abundance of thy grace. Keep far our foes, give peace at home. Where thou art guide, no ill can come. And then right after this prayer is sung, there's silence a long, borderline uncomfortable silence in which we open our hearts and our minds to allow the Holy Spirit to fill them and to fill that space and to fill the person who is being ordained into their new ministry. It's a really special time and the air becomes electric. Did you know that we do the exact same thing every time we gather together to celebrate the Eucharist? The first prayer we pray 
the collect for purity, we ask God to cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of God's Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love God and worthily magnify God's holy name. It's a prayer we say all the time. But next time, really allow yourself to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is perhaps the least understood person of the Trinity. And I believe that's partly because of the name that we have given him, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. It can be hard to wrap our heads around a force, a person of God, who we think of as something spiritual, unknown, ghostly, or ethereal. But the influence of the Holy Spirit in our lives today cannot be understated. I look around the room this morning, and I see the Holy Spirit work right now in your faces and your smiles, which, thanks be to God, we can all see right now. In a world that tells us that pain, war, division, and suffering are normal, the Holy Spirit empowers us to say, no, these are not normal. And then inspires us and comes into us to live fully into our callings as the body of Christ. Sarah will join us in mid-June as a deacon. That is her calling right now. I'm here as your rector. This is my calling right now. The Holy Spirit empowers you to live into your calling, whatever that may be. You may not quite know what that direction is headed, but as is often the case, if God's calling takes you out of your routine or out of your comfort zone, it will be the Holy Spirit that will guide you and that will give you the gifts you need to accomplish that. When Jesus was living his final days on the earth among us, his disciples could not wrap their heads around the fact that he was going to go away and would no longer be walking and talking with them just like we are talking this morning. They had grown used to seeing Jesus lead the way. They'd gotten used to watching Jesus heal the sick and challenge the oppressive authorities and bring justice and equity to the marginalized. They had grown accustomed to Jesus doing all of those things. But Jesus tells them, I will not be with you any longer. Instead, he tells them that he will send them an advocate, a comforter, a mediator to guide them. Jesus tells his followers that he will send them the spirit of truth so that the spirit will guide them into all the truth. And that is how the Holy Spirit still affects our lives today. The Holy Spirit guides us into the truth and emboldens us to spread that truth to others. The truth that we are all God's children. The Holy Spirit leads us into the truth that all of our sins are forgiven. The Holy Spirit leads us into the truth that God loves us and always will. These truths 
are not easily grasped because God's message of radical inclusion and radical love go directly against many of the so-called truths that we're taught to believe in our world today. But these truths will never change. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, and next Sunday is Trinity Sunday. And believe me, the doctrine of the Trinity is a whole other issue with its own sermon. But today we celebrate the Holy Spirit who is alive and constantly working to bring us closer to God. Today we strive to understand the Holy Spirit, to see how the Holy Spirit works throughout our history and scripture, to see the power of the Holy Spirit, a power that can not only raise the dead, but can raise and empower a community of faith around Jesus Christ. Sisters and brothers, the fact that we are all sisters and brothers in Christ is the direct result of the Holy Spirit working through our lives and through our church. Some people consider Pentecost to be the birth of the church, and that might be well and good. But it's certainly evident to me that the Holy Spirit is very much alive because today we see nothing less than a rebirth of our church. Each and every day in our lives, we see rebirth, renewal, and recreation. So come. Come, Holy Spirit. Continue to inspire our lives and set our hearts on fire with God's love.